0: Hello, and welcome to The Advantage Investor, a Raymond James Limited podcast, a podcast that provides perspective for Canadian investors who want to remain knowledgeable, informed and focused on long-term success. We are recording this on January 17th, 2023. I'm Chris Cooksey from the Raymond James Corporate Communications and Marketing Department. Today, I'm looking forward to chatting with my colleague, Inez Araoui. Inez is a financial planner now in Vancouver, formerly Montreal, and this is Inez's second visit. The first, we talked about RESPs. It was a great episode, so I encourage you to check out the archive for it. Today, we are going to be talking about RIFs, Retirement Income Funds. Bonjour Inez, ça va?
1: Bonjour, ça va bien et toi?
0: (laughs) Excellent. Uh, That's all the French I'm going to do for for the listener's sake, but uh, great looking, uh, great uh, that you're here and uh, looking forward to our chat today. We'll jump right in. Um, so when we're talking about RIFs, um, obviously there's a transition from RSPs to RIFs at some point. Um, and that point, I believe, is 71 years. So um, maybe you just go over why, why 71 is such an important age when it comes to financial planning in general.
1: Exactly. Yes. Uh, the year you turn 71 is the year you must transfer your RSP to RIF, like you mentioned. So RSP is stands for Registered Retirement Savings Plan, which is an investment account uh, in which you contribute funds throughout your working years in order to save for your retirement, and a RIF is a registered retirement income fund, which is also an investment account, and it provides you with income drawn from your RSP.
0: So the RSP you're saving for retirement, RIF you are now enjoying that hard work, and, and 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 receiving the fruits of your labors in terms of savings in your RIF.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Cool. <laughs> now, just say I'm really lucky. I made some really great investment choices. My RSP gets huge. I can retire. Before 71 or before 60. Anyway, the question is, do I have to wait till 71 or can I do it before then?
1: You can, yes, you can retire before the age of 71. So, or actually I should say you can convert your RSP to RIF before the age of 71. So let's say when you retire, someone retires at the age of 60 or 65, they can convert it at any point before the age of 71 or they can wait until the last stage they can do so, which is by the end of the year that they turn 71. Okay,
0: now um, what about locked-in RSPs? I know when I moved firms at one point in my past, uh, I didn't get an RSP, I I ended up with a locked-in RSP. So uh, maybe just um, does the same apply there?
1: Yes. So 71 is also the year in which any locked in RSP, they are also known as LIRAs, locked in retirement account. Uh, These accounts have to be converted to a LIF, life income fund. Also, by the end of the year, someone turns 71. So I know we're using a lot of abbreviations here LIRA, LIF. The industry loves them,
0: man. Uh, The industry loves those.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But in short, a LIRA is an investment account that holds your pension plan after a change in your employment. So it holds the locked in funds that were contributed with your employer and then it's converted to a LIF by age 71 at the latest. OK,
0: so let's just talk now. We talked about how the the uh, RIF will pay for your retirement or pay for part of your retirement. However, however uh, you manage to save. Um, so how do the withdrawals work?
1: RIF withdrawals are considered taxable income. The year you withdraw them, that's an important factor to know. Uh, You must start withdrawing from the RIF the year after its conversion. So if you wait until the last age to convert, which is the end of the year you turn 71, you must start withdrawing from the RIF at age 72.
0: Okay. Now, in terms of minimums or maximums, is there any rules around that?
1: Yes, when it comes to the RIF, when it comes for RIFs, when it comes to the withdrawal amount, there's no maximum, but there is a minimum. The minimum withdrawal amount is determined by the age and a set percentage amount determined by the government. The older a person is, the higher the percentage will be for the minimum withdrawal amount, meaning you can withdraw more from the RIF.
0: Government wants to make sure it gets its taxes, right? So it has to make sure yeah. you're withdrawing and <laughs> because if I if I'm correct, RSP you grow tax-free, and then your tax requirement comes um, when you, when you start taking these payments out and logically that would dictate a lot of people are probably less than what they were making um, for their, so, for their salary.
1: Correct. Exactly. So the retirement income is usually lower than what a person would have been making while they were working. Yes.
0: So you said no maximum. So like just say, I say, I save $10,000 in a RIF, which obviously is not enough to cover my retirement, but could I just take that 10,000 in one shot and close it and be on my way? <laughs>
1: Right. Yes. Wow. It's, it's great in a way. I mean, that there is no maximum withdrawal amount. But in financial planning, you also want to make sure to not withdraw too much from your RIF at a time right. because you want to avoid paying taxes on a large amount with higher marginal tax rates. Um, you also don't want to withdraw too much to negatively affect some tax credits. And you also want to make sure you still have money for the retirement years to come.
0: Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, now uh, we briefly talked about locked in lifts. Are there the minimum and maximums work the same way?
1: No, they don't. Oh. Not, not the same as in a RIF. Um, so when they are, con- so when a lira is converted to a lift, there is a minimum withdrawal amount like in a RIF based on the age, but there's also an annual maximum withdrawal amount because it was converted from locked funds. This is the reason why there is the maximum. Right.
0: So what do these withdrawals mean for your investments then?
1: When you have to start withdrawing from your RIF, you have to consider the investments held in the account. And so as a strategy to minimize risk, uh, since there is an annual minimum withdrawal amount, make sure you hold a portion of your RIF in low uh, risk investments in order to cover the short-term needs.
0: Okay, and, and are you taking it all out or portion or?
1: Yes, that's right. So I said, it's like a you just keep a portion in oh. low risk investments. And the reason I'm saying it is because we tend to forget that not all of the funds in the RIF will be redrawn in the next years, not all of them. Right. So again, life expectancy is higher than it when it was 30, 40 years ago. Let's say mm-hmm. someone retires at age 65 today and lives until the age of 90, 95, that's 25, 30 years of retirement. So an investment strategy retirement plan with a financial advisor will be very beneficial.
0: Right. Why is it beneficial?
1: Because um, the financial advisor will be able to determine which RIF withdrawal amounts are needed in short, medium term, and which are needed in the long term. And then the financial advisor will establish a strategy that can focus on the growth for the long-term investments while protecting the capital that needs to be withdrawn in the next year's. So you can still keep um, growing your RIF while withdrawing from it.
0: Okay. Now, how does it affect these withdrawals? How do they affect your retirement income?
1: Yes. As I mentioned, all RIF and LIF withdrawals are taxable income. So you will receive a T4 RIF for your tax declaration. And this is an important factor to consider when thinking about retirement because it does affect the amount of taxes one will be paying
0: now, what can we do? Like, no, I, I know taxes are necessary to, to, to run the business of a, of a country or province or city or whatever, but how can you minimize these taxes or only pay your fair share, shall
1: we say? Yeah, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, not one solution fits all. Right, right. <laughs> so that's why it's very important to have a financial plan to make sure to optimize the tax efficiency of your savings and ensure that your savings last all of your retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, the financial po- plan will take into consideration an optimal withdrawal strategy that fits your needs, your taxes, and your retirement age. Not everyone retires at the same time. So it's very personalized. And when not speaking with a professional, we may forget that high RIF withdrawal amounts affect the senior tax credit or the old age security clawback. That's why it's really important to speak with a financial advisor and make a financial plan.
0: Make sure you, you have, you're taking everything into consideration and, um, From a non-emotional sort of uh, aspect, I would guess.
1: Right, very important in finance, finance, yes.
0: Are there tax advantages that come with these withdrawals?
1: Yes, there are two ways the RIF withdrawals can benefit Canadians' taxes. The first one is the pension income tax credit. So you may be able to claim a tax credit on an amount up to $2,000 of your RIF withdrawal. And the other one is the pension income splitting strategy, which allows you to jointly elect with your spouse or common law partner to split your eligible pension income if you meet certain requirements. Mm -hmm. And so these two strategies can be discussed with uh, your financial advisor and qualified tax advisor.
0: Uh, Okay. Now, just say there's a person out there like me that tends to wait to the last minute, and I've now turned 72 uh, can, can I do anything about um, making RSP contributions at that age, or anything like that?
1: Great question. Technically, no, you cannot contribute to an RSP after the end of the year you turn seventy-one. Okay. But not a lot of people know this. You can still do it if you have a younger spouse or younger common law partner who has a spousal RSP. Okay.
0: So you get around it by doing it, contributing to your spouse rather than yourself.
1: That's right. So, if you have a high taxable income and you still have RSP uh, contribution room, you can contribute to your partner's spousal RSP and deduct the contribution from your taxes. So, this is a strategy that can also be discussed and managed with your financial advisor. It, it just makes it easier to have an expert take care of these technicalities.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I really want to thank you for joining the podcast today, Anas. It's been very informative, as always. Really appreciate you taking the time, and I hope you join us again.
1: Thank you very much, Chris. I wish you a great day.
0: Thank you. Reach out to us at the Advantage Investor pod at RaymondJames.ca. Subscribe to the Advantage Investor on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Please contact your advisor with any questions you have. On behalf of Raymond James and the Advantage Investor, thank you for taking the time to listen today. Until next time, stay well. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Statistics and factual data and other information are from sources Raymond James Limited believes to be reliable, but their accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Information is furnished on the basis and understanding that Raymond James Limited is to be under no liability whatsoever in respect thereof. It is provided as a general source of information and should not be construed as an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any product and should not be considered tax advice. Raymond James Advisors are not tax advisors, and we recommend that clients seek independent advice from a professional advisor on tax-related matters. Securities-related products and services are offered through Raymond James Limited, member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Insurance products and services are offered through Raymond James Financial Planning Limited, which is not a member of Canadian Investor Protection Fund.